At the end of our parsha, in Chelak Tesvav, the, la- the third Sechan Parshas Vayigash, we see how the Torah relates that Yosef sus- sustained with food the people of Mitzrayim and of Canaan, and that they no-, no longer had any money for food. He gave them food in exchange for their cattle, and as the Pesach, where the Rebbe Tafsan Darashi says that Yosef gave them bread in exchange for the horses, for the cattle, for all the animals, and he managed them, he took care of them with bread for all their cattle for that year. So Rashi stops on the word Vayinahalim, which means he managed them or he took care of them or he led them. And he says, what does the word Vayinahalim mean? Kemo Vayinahagim, the word Vayinahalim, which has the root Nun Lamid, which means to lead or to guide, is similar to the word Vayinahagim, Nun Gimel, which has the similar meaning. And then Rashi says, Vidomelo, and similar to the use of this word over here is the use of the word in two other places. Rashi mentions Domelo, similar to this, is the Pasuk Ein Menahela in this book of Yeshaya, where it speaks about the Navi comforting the Yidden about the future and referring to the fact that while they are in Golos Ein Menahela, they do not have a leader, they do not have anyone to lead them. And the other posuk from Tilim, Almei Menuchos Yinahaleni, a famous posuk from Perek of Gimel, chapter 23 of Tilim, that Hashem leads, David HaMelech says, leads me along the tranquil waters. So understanding this Alpip Shat, what is Rashi coming to do here? Rashi is coming to explain the word Vayinahaleim, and he led them, because this apparently is not such a common expression used in the Chumash, and therefore Rashi brings proof to show that we find other places where we have the word Nahal or Nihel, which means leading or taking care of or managing, and it's the same as the word Nonhe Gimel, which is commonly known, which also is has that meaning. So there here the Rabbi asks several questions on Rashi, which don't seem to be so clear if we're just looking at the way Rashi normally teaches the explanation of a puzzle. Number one, this word from the root, nun lamid, appears earlier in Chumash, and the child has already learned this, and that is, of course, in Parshas Vayishlach, where Yaakov tells Esau that he's going to lead his sheep and everyone that's with him slowly, and there Rashi does not explain what the word means. So now we could look at it either way. If the child who's learning Chumash knows this word already from before, and Rashi did not have to explain it. Why does Rashi have to explain it here? And if this is a word, a root that's unfamiliar to the child, why does not Rashi explain it a few parshios earlier when it appears the first time? Another question that I've asked, if it happens to have to appear here, Rashi brings two proofs that the word means whatever it means. Normally he will bring one. Only when something is difficult with either one does he bring two. So why does he bring two proofs, two psukim, to show that the word lenahel means to manage or to lead? Number three, the Rebbe says, when Rashi brings proof of a pasuk in Yeshaya, ein menahela, that the Jewish people in Golos do not have anyone to lead them and to manage them, why doesn't he bring it from an earlier pasuk in Yeshaya where it says va'al mabue mayim, that Hashem will lead the Yidden upon streams of water, especially since 
there it says and he led them and in our pasuk it says it exactly in that form he led them managed them with bread and two in the first pasuk that it, where the word appears in yeshaya it seems to be in a very positive sense something good and here too yosef is guiding the people helping them but in the Pasuk that Rashi brings, it shows Ein Menahela. It's not the same form, and it seems to say there is nobody leading them or managing them. Another question that Rebbe asks, the word game, which is the word Rashi brings for the word Vayenahalem, Rashi should have said, like it's written, game, a loshon of anhoga, a loshon of guiding and leading, and why does Rashi say vidomelo? And similar to this is the Posuk Ein Menahelah, they have no one managing them. And the other thing Rashi says, uh, he should just have said, and sim- the way and he should have just said the way he usually says Vikhain. And we have the same thing in the following Sukim rather than saying Vidomelo. And similar to the way it appears here, it appears in the other places. So obviously, the Rebbe says it's quite clear that Ein Menahela, the first proof Rashi brings to show that the word Vayinahalein means leading and managing, and that he has led me along tranquil waters, the second pasuk Rashi brings, that they're not like in other places where Rashi says Vichain, and so too we find, but rather he says they are similar, so they're not exactly the same. So what is Rashi trying to do here? Why is he saying it like this? So in order to understand this, we'll go back to Rashi's principle. Rashi writes his commentary on the Torah in Lashon HaKadosh. And a word that is commonly used in Lashon HaKadosh, Rashi does not usually translate or explain because whoever is learning Chumash already knows the language. And therefore, Rashi does not really have to explain the word esnahalo, which appears earlier in the story of Yaakov in Parshas Vayishlach, where he's coming and managing all the sheep and people he has with him, because a child who's learning Chumash in Lashon HaKedosh and is learning Rashi in Lashon HaKedosh knows what the word means. But in our Pasuk, when it says and he led them or he managed them with bread, we can't really translate it as leading or guiding or taking because why does it mean he led them with bread? So if we go to Targum Onkelos, Onkelos says, what does it mean that he led them with bread? He says the word really means he sustained them with bread. He gave them food to eat. That was the Bayanahalein. But according to the Pshat of Rashi, Rashi can't say this because earlier in this Pasuk it says that the people came to cry to Yosef. And it says, Yosef gave them bread in exchange for their horses and their other animals. And even though the Pasuk does add something that has not been written before, that he gave it to them for all their animals of that year, it's not necessary to say again that he led them with bread, he sustained them with bread because we already know that he had done that from a, what appears earlier. And all we have to say in the Pasuk is that for that year, it continued to be this way. That's why Rashi has to say that Vayenahalim here means like the word Vayenahagim. What is Rashi trying to do here? Not trying to tell us that the word Vayenahalim is a loshon of managing or leading. 
because that would not be sufficient here since we are talking about sustaining with bread. But Rashi is trying essentially to explain that the Vayinaha game here is similar in meaning to the Vayinaha game that appears in Tillim. We have this word in Tillim where it says Vayinaha game ka'eder ba'midbar, that Hashem led the Jewish people like his flocks, like a flock in the desert. And therefore Rashi says, Kimo not exactly that he led, but something similar. And this will also explain how we could apply the word leading them as a flock in the desert helps us understand what is happening here. How do we use this word leading them with bread? So now we're going to explain as, as follows. What if we go back to the Tillim and we see there that it says that Hashem led the Jewish people like a shepherd leads his flock in the Midbar. Hashem led them that way in the Midbar. So what does it mean? How did Hashem lead them? So the Rebbe says over here that Hashem led them in a manner of leading. Sorry, not Hashem not necessarily led them in a manner of leading, but he led them with a special kind of leadership, with a special kind of management, like one leads a flock. What does that mean? When the shepherd leads his flock, the shepherd, and especially a flock that's in the desert, the shepherd makes sure that every single need of that flock of sheep, of every single sheep, will be met. And there will not be anything to which the shepherd is not dedicated regarding taking care of the sheep. And similarly here, after the Torah tells us that the money was finished and Yosef gave them bread, the Pasuk also adds that it was in a matter of for that year, what does that mean? That not only did he give them bread, which maybe would not be for the word leading or managing, but he led them and managed them by the giving of this bread in a very special way with dedication and with special care to every single need. And we can even see this, that when he gave the bread, he gave it in a manner that it should not be used up immediately, but that it should last, it should suffice for the entire year. And we see this earlier when we see the way Yosef sustained his brothers and his father, that he gave them everything they needed. He gave them bread even for the children in their households. And there we learn that there should be enough because when children eat bread, Rashi tells us there's a lot that goes to waste, it crumbles and it goes all over the place. So every single need is met. And this is what we find in the conduct, in the leadership of Yosef regarding the general collection, gathering of the grain during the years of plenty, what did Yosef do? He didn't just gather it, but he made sure that this grain that he was collecting would last, would not rot, would not get spoiled. And therefore we learned that he did it in a way that he would put from the lotion of the Pasuk, that he would put sand from each place relative to that respective kind of product so that it should stay and it should not rot. So it was not just that he stored food, but he stored it in a way that expressed dedication and care. Now, being that Vayanahalem here does not really mean Lenahel, the way it normally means, therefore Rashi has to bring proofs from other psukim where we have the word Lenahel, Nonhelamit, like it says here Vayanahalem, but not in the literal meaning of just 
guiding another person, but a, a very special kind of hanhala, very special kind of management and leadership. And therefore, Rashi says, the Dalmelo, similar to this, is the Apostle in Yeshaya, talking about the Jewish people in Golos, Ein Melnahela. Similarly meaning, because there it's talking about all of the Jewish people, Vayinahalem, all of them, and it means that it was a general kind of conduct in, in all kinds of general ways. And, there, and according to this, we understand why Rashi does not bring the other pasuk from Yeshaya, which says, The pasuk he does bring is that Hashem, uh, the Jewish people did not have a leader, that was so dedicated to them in every detail. And Rashi does not bring the pasuk that precedes that in Yeshaya, where it says that he led them to streams of water, because there it's talking about, if we look up that pasuk, we find that the pasuk he led them to by streams of water follows a pasuk that says that Hashem, Yenahagim, led the Jewish people with rachamim, with compassion. And what does that mean? That means because it says merachamim, those uh, though he, because he had pity on them, he led them. So it's not specifically mentioning any particular detail, but it's a general kind of hanhaga, a general kind of leadership and management. And therefore, when it it doesn't have to say again, and when it says Val there it means a specific Gashmiyazdika leadership. He will lead them to a place of spring water, which is similar to what's written in the beginning of that Pasuk, which where these words appear, that they will not be hungry and they will not be thirsty, etc. So according to this, we also understand. Why Rashi does not bring another pasuk that's familiar to all of us, which has the word lenahel, and this is, of course, we say it in the Shira of Az Yashir and Parshas B'Shalach, we say it every day. That you led or you guided or you managed the people with your strength to your holy palace, because there also nahelta means a leading to go to Hashem's base Hamikdash, which was the purpose of Yitzhak Mitzrayim, of going out of Egypt. And similarly, the other places in Tanakh, where the Lashon of Nihol, Nun Hei Lamed, does not mean specifically a general kind of guiding them, but it's referring simply to guiding them, holding their hand, and walking with them. But when we get to the Pasuk Ein Menahelo, it's similar, but it's not exactly the same, because even though it means it can mean leading them and walking with them, but if we're talking about a leadership of a nation, it's a general kind of leadership, leading the people with every kind of need that the country and the society has, which is similar to generally just walking, literally. So therefore, this alone is not a perfect proof for our pasuk, that he managed them, where he led them with bread, that we should use the word that would show a general kind of, org of order of leading people, because here we're talking specifically about feeding them bread. Therefore, Rashi brings another proof from Perak of Gimel until Mizmar Ledovit, Hashem Rawilo Echsar, Almei Menuchos Yenahaleni, where Yenahaleni there means, in its broadest sense, leading them to a place of tranquil waters 
And of course, this is referring to a specific situation of providing them with water, with something to drink. And this proof that Rashi brings from this pasuk is, uh, in addition to the pasuk Ein Menahelah, that they had no leader, because the pasuk of Almei Menuchos Yinahaleni is really a marshal. It's really an analogy for providing the people in a general way with all their needs. And if we go to the beginning of the pasuk, which Rashi doesn't bring, hash, just before he says, David HaMelech says, Hashem Rawi, Hashem is my shepherd. I shall not lack. And he has taken me to lay me down in peaceful pastures, etc., and led me to the water. So, therefore, we would learn that with the word Yinahaleini, is used here as a marshal. It means general leadership, like it says, he lay me down in the in the grassy pastures, and not because of the fact that Hashem is giving them all their needs. So we have here two things. What do we see? From these two proofs, we actually learn two things. Uh, when we see the Pasuk Ein Menahelah, refers to a kind of leadership, we're summarizing this, of just going, leading them and going with them. And then we have which means not only going with them, but giving them every single need that they have. And now we see that the Tupsukim together create a complete thing. Not that this is the meaning of the word in this place exactly like in another place, but it's similar by is used here not only related to a the simple physical guiding and walking someone helping someone get to their destination and not only the general conduct of a nation where the leader of the nation provides all the needs but it's really including both the general leadership and the specific one that he is going to sustain them with food so this is what we have from both sukim each one indicating both meanings of what the word could be. Now, the Rebbe learns out from this a deep lesson in Hasidus, which he calls Yena Shal Torah, the wine, the good taste of the Torah. If we go to the story of Yosef, when we learn how Yosef uh, prepared everything, it says that Yosef gathered all the money that was in Mitzrayim to make sure that everybody would have their food, and he brought the money to the house of Paro. So the Alter Rebbe explains this Pasuk, and he relates this Pasuk to the Indian of Ahavas Yisrael, Yosef being the leader of the, of the Jewish people, and Kesef is from the silver, which was used there for money, silver coins, but Kesef is really from the word to yearn for, and relating to the Yosef taking care of the spiritual yearnings of a Jew and the love of a Jew, towards Hashem. So the Alter Rebbe says that when we speak about the love that a Yid has for Hashem, there are two types of love. There is the first type of love, which is the love that gets born from the intellect. In other words, a person delves into and contemplates and thinks deeply into the greatness of Hashem. And as a result of, these, of this thinking of Hashem's greatness, there it goes from the mind to the heart and there develops in the heart of a Yid a love for Hashem. That's one kind of love which comes through the avoda of the person. 
And then there's the hidden love, the Ahava Mesuteres, which is naturally inherent in every single Yid, because every single Yid has a Nefesh Elokis, as we learned in Tanya. And the Nefesh Elokis, its love is a love for Hashem. And by nature, it is drawn towards Hashem. Hashem is the source of the Nefesh Elokis and of this love. But this love remains hidden, it remains concealed. And through thinking into it, we are able, and thinking about Hashem, we are able to arouse this love and to reveal this love from its place of concealment into a revealed way. And the difference between these two categories of love is similar, the Rebbe says, to two types of growth of produce. So we know that one way produce grows is we sow seeds, we plant seeds, and from those seeds we have produce. After every planting season we have produce. And then there are there is the thing that the Torah calls Sfichim, things that grow not because they were newly planted, but there were seeds that fell in somewhere and they just sprout up on their own. So they are not from the present planting of the most recent season, but they are there from earlier when seeds just fell into certain places and things grow. Similarly, is the difference between the two types of love that sprout up from the heart of a Yid. There is the love that results, as we said, through his boneness, through deep, deep contemplation and delving into the thought of Hashem. And this is resembling, this is similar to that which grows from what we plant. We think about Hashem and we begin to feel this love. We plant seeds and we begin to see results. But then there is the revelation of the love that's deep inside, just born with the Yid, when the Yid is born from the Nefesh Elokis. And this is similar more to not something that was planted just now, and it wasn't there before, but it was really there earlier. It comes on its own because this was already planted in the heart of the Yid from an earlier period, from before the Yid was even born. And this planting of this hidden love in every Jew is brought out through the avoda of Yosef HaTzadik, Yosef resembling a shepherd of the Jewish people. Yosef, it says, plants and brings forth the, the love in the heart of a Jew from the very source of the neshama of a Yid. And this is what it means when it says in the Pesach regarding Yosef in the story, when he collected the money for Paro, Vayelaket Yosef as Kol HaKesef. Yosef gathered all the money and he brought it to the house of Paro. Kesef, we said, means love, means chesed. So all the love that was drawn down to Yo by Yosef, he was able to bring it down to the house of Paro, meaning he was able to bring it down into the source of the neshama of the Yid and able to bring down this hidden love to every Yid. And this is explained at great length in the Mimer of the Alter Rebbe in Torah Or. So the Rebbe concludes by telling us that we can say, possibly, that Rashi really alludes to this when he translates the words of the Pasuk, that he led them, he managed them uh, with their food, like he led them, and he brings the proof of the Pasuk, they did not have a leader, which is referring to the Yidden and Golos and the Navi Yishaya. So what is really the difference between these two expressions, which seem to be so synonymous? There is hanhoga, lenaheg, to lead, and there is hanhola, lenahel, which means to lead or to manage. But the difference is that, generally speaking, when do we use 
the term hanhoga, even though it's so similar to hanhoga, but generally speaking, in general talk, hanhoga refers to a revealed form of leading, a revealed form of managing and guiding. Hanhoga would, would be used when we actually see that there is a leader and there is one who is being led, that there is a manhig, and this manhig has some kind of close connection to the munhok, to the one who is being led, and that's when we use it, when we actually see it clearly with our eyes. And the word hanhola shores more on a general way of leading, where we don't really see in a clear, open way how this has taken place. And this is what we use with the word menahel. So even though they're similar, the first one is something that's in the open and clear, one can see clearly, and the other one is something that's there, but one doesn't see it in the same clear kind of way. Therefore, Rashi comes to say that the revelation of the hidden love, which would be vayinahalein, to manage that hidden love, like Yosef is bringing out in the Jew that doesn't feel it himself, which is really by every yid is exactly is similar to the vayinaha game to the revealed love. How? Because through Yosef, Yosef is able to clearly lead that which seems to be hidden. In other words, it seems like it's coming on its own, but really Yosef planted originally. And Yosef is the one who brings this forth in every yid. But being that the root of this love, of this higher love, of the hidden love, is so high up, we don't see it in a clear manner. So the conclusion is that the Rebbe is going to show us how Rashi therefore explains the word vayinahalim as vayinahagim, and he brings two proofs, one of a puzzle, one showing a more general and one showing a more specific clear leadership therefore rashi says which is merumas in that pasuk it really alludes to two types of management or leadership there is a revelation of the hidden love which is not from what was just planted that a yid pondered and learned and delved into it and feels this love but it's more like the which is indicative of the fact that the water is there and things are just growing from their own and everything is so clear and beautiful and together with this the source of this which of course is referring to the level of Yosef HaTzadik a very high level which doesn't really come down so clearly openly and this is drawn from something that is even higher than which is considered according to Kabbalah which is explained in Chassidus in other places. But the actual revelation of this hidden love really comes about through his bonanus, through deep introspection, as we learn in the Maimer of the Alter Rebbe, where the Alter Rebbe brings a Maimer Chazal that says, We all know that when one drinks wine, the secrets come out. Chazal say when wine enters, the secrets come out, the secrets referring to that which is there, but we don't see it, but it's definitely there. Similar to the plants which grow, not because they were recently planted, but because the seeds have been there from before. And this is referring to the revelation of the love through the, through the thinking into the 
wine of Torah, Nichnas Yayin, when one thinks that delves with the mind, with the Kayach of being of the mind into the teachings of Torah, this becomes revealed. In other words, the Rebbe concludes that the, the revealed love is there through our Hisbonimus, but the hidden love, even though it's from such a high place, it also comes out through that drawing forth of Yosef HaTzadik, a shepherd of the Jewish people, it comes out in a way that also can result from this is boninos that it arouses this love to come out. And the Rebbe concludes by saying, similarly, when we learn Yeno Shel Torah, Yeno Shel Torah meaning the good taste of Torah, the Pnimius HaTorah, the innermost levels of Torah, Nechnas if we learn this way, then Yotzasod, then the inner secrets will come out up until the point of the revelation of the most hidden, sealed, concealed parts of Torah, which of course is the Geula, in other words, through learning Chassidus, Yeno Shel Torah, we will bring about the end of the Golos, we will bring about the Geula, as the promise of Melech HaMashiach to the Baal Shem Tov, that when he asked him when he is coming, Mashiach answered, when the wellsprings of Primius HaTorah will be drawn forth. So from the inner lessons of the Rashi, where Rashi will bring two psukim to show that what uh, Bayinahalein means combining that which is revealed and that which is hidden. In other words, when a Yid will learn on his own and contemplate about Hashem, it will also bring down not only that which is planted now, but that which is there from way before, already seen to by Yosef HaTzadik, whatever levels he represents that are higher than anything that becomes revealed. And through this learning of Hasidus, through this dwelling on the Sod of Torah, revealing whatever secrets of Torah we can through the learning of Hasidus, ultimately, automatically, we will merit that the wellsprings of Primius HaTorah will be spread and we will be Zaycha to see with our own eyes the coming of Mashiach Tzidkenu, Mehra Amen.